Hi, Paul. Hello, Janina. <laughs> we are not where we normally are. We are not where we normally are, but welcome, everybody, to the Voice of Five Dream. Yeah, the live broadcast. Yeah. And where are we if we're not where we normally are? Yeah. Well, where are we normally? We're normally doing a podcast. So, Paul Cowling, Janina Hedberg. Welcome. Welcome. You're uh, analyst, industry analyst relations, and I'm doing social media normally. And podcasting. And podcasting. We're doing a podcast every week. It's called The, the Voice, Voice of, of 5G. 5G. Uh, it's available on all the platforms. So follow that podcast if you like what you're hearing. And we are here in the, the Ericsson studio. studio. Yes, live. But it's not actually the Ericsson studio. This is what, this is new. This is somewhere we call Studio Unboxed. Yes. Uh, so it's not a normal studio. It's, not, it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's Ericsson's uh, exhibition center mm -hmm. or experience center. This is where customers come, where regulators come, uh, VIPs, groups of school children, to experience uh, the technology and see a vision of uh, the way that the future could be or is going to be. Yeah. Uh, but we're here for a very different reason. We're here uh, to talk to you. Yes. Uh, and we're here to record a podcast. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what's the topic of the podcast today that brings us here? I think it's going to be Ericsson Mobility Report. Paul, uh, when we're doing this uh, uh, podcast, we usually have a huge whiteboard where we write down all the things we're, we're going to talk, talk about. about. They wouldn't let me bring a, a whiteboard today, <laughs> but, but I've got one over here. So maybe if we sit down, yes. we, can, uh, we can go through what are we going to talk about today. Let's see. So here's my whiteboard. Here's one I prepared earlier. Uh, and uh, this is the plan. Uh, we're going to talk about the Ericsson Mobility Report. Uh, number 17. It's the 17th edition of the Mobility Report. Uh, and we'll explain in just a moment what the Mobility Report is all about. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to talk about 5G. Mm -hmm. um, and the two are coupled together because we can't talk about mobility without talking about 5G these days. Uh, there's some data in the report on uh, what's happening with uh, mobile devices, which like Janina is very fond of. Oh, yes. Uh, there's lots of statistics, and I've got some numbers here, so we're going to talk... You've got uh, a lot of numbers there. We've got a lot of numbers here. We're going to look back to 2013 and, and talk about, well, what did we think in 2013 when we first talked about this year, 2019. Uh, we're going to talk about the 6.2 billion, 52%, uh, <laughs> which... <laughs> I'm going to talk about all these numbers. I yeah, think yeah. the, the lots, thing that I'm looking at is... You have little figures here. We have little figures here. Uh, so we have, uh, and, and we're going to talk about Korea. Yes. And uh, we've got two gentlemen who's going to join us here uh, at the table to help us uh, talk about the mobility report. We mm -hmm. have Patrick, who's been with us before. Uh, who I think you're going to introduce, introduce him in a moment. And we have yep. Javad, who's our in-house expert on what's happening in Korea. Yeah, and I've actually done several live broadcasts together with so <laughs> this is going to be a mixed match of our different roles and, and uh, what we're doing and the podcast and the live broadcast. So we're going to have lots of fun. Uh, first of all, though, why are we on LinkedIn? Why are we on LinkedIn? <laughs> That's a very good question. <laughs> because we're live. <laughs> because I think actually it was that Patrick didn't want to do it twice. 
<laughs> because we so usually have a live broadcast and we have a podcast, a podcast. about Airbus so Mobility Report when there is a new. This is a live pod broadcast. This is like a merge. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's all Patrick's fault. It's all Patrick's fault. <laughs> so we can blame him <laughs> for being it. And uh, we also need to say that uh, people, instead of emailing us, you can email us on 5G podcast at ericsson.com. That's 5G podcast in one word, at ericsson.com, if you want to reach us at on the podcast. But now, as we are live, you can actually ask questions to us and to Patrick and to Jawad about the mobility report, about uh, uh, the developments in Korea, and also other questions. We do have a moderator. Thank you so much, Christine Luby. She's uh, working from home, but she's moderating, so your questions need to be good for us to <laughs> answer them. <laughs> so put up your best questions there, and... And, and if I can interrupt. Yes. Uh, we announced and launched the mobility report this morning. Yes, uh, uh, actually six hours ago. Six hours ago. <laughs> yes. uh, so if you're interested to look yourself at what's in the mobility report, yeah. you can go on to ericsson.com uh, and you can click and download the, your own copy from, from there. That's uh, true. Read along with us and uh, maybe that will help you ask your uh, difficult questions. Yes, so have a look. Uh, and uh, also perhaps we should say what will happen to the podcast. So we are recording now. Uh, recording the podcast as well and of course we're going to release it afterwards sometime either today or tomorrow after we've been live and you're going to be able to listen to it the same as you normally do the podcast way so all the apps spotify apple podcasts anywhere just search for the voice of 5g and if you're listening to the podcast now you already know that bit because you've already managed yes. to find it <laughs> good point so now, while Patrick is entering magically here, we're going to see a short video about the Ericsson Mobility Report. What is the news? So let's roll Q that video Welcome, Patrick. Thank you very much. Welcome back to the podcast. Yes. And we must say, because this is not, <coughs> not your first time. Patrick's You're our star guest. Yes. Yes. This is now your third <laughs> time here at the, uh, in the podcast. Super happy to be here again. And I'm really happy that it's live. Yeah. Yeah, what a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> who came with that idea? I wonder who came with that idea. <laughs> So uh, you must like us. Mm, yeah, I do. <laughs> or maybe I like the report more, so I want to get every chance I can to talk about it. Uh, he, he likes talking live about the uh, about his report as well. He was yeah. he was on the radio this morning talking about the him. mobility mm. report, yeah. Swedish radio. That is. Yes. You are Mr. Eric's mobility report. Well, yeah, I've been doing it for a while. Yeah. So yeah. that might be the reason. Yeah. How? But I enjoy it. It's how many times? This is the eight year I doing it so 17th time I think it is 17th time yeah I think we had that on the 
on the whiteboard. Right. One, on of the the, one of the numbers you have. Ah, I yes. see you have a lot of numbers there. <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> but it's great to, to do it. And uh, when yeah, we started you have doing a new, this, you have a new we have a new cover. Yeah, cover. It's exactly. And it's very dramatic. You think so? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we try to make it a little bit more unique, more appealing, and uh, talk about, you know, get the feeling for numbers. Mm -hmm. Mm. But more importantly, it's, it's what's inside. Yes. Of course. Of course. So and what, and what is, is inside? Yeah, what is? Um, again, I mean, we're taking the basically the pulse of the, of the industry, uh, trying to give all the good stats and data points on what's actually happening. And of course, there's a lot of focus on 5G in the report. 5G is coming you know, quicker than what we thought. Um, a year ago, we had another forecast number for, for uh, 5G. We um, increased it in, in June, and now we're basically confirming that this enormous momentum that we have in the industry actually happening. So uh, a so lot more devices maybe than we thought, uh, a lot more uh, subscriptions mm -hmm. happening. So. By um, 2025, we have this staggering 2.6 billion uh, subscriptions in the world on 5G. Mm. 2.6 billion. Billion, billion mm. yeah. A little bit more. Uh, 2024, five, exactly. So the report is both, <coughs> it's stating the fact, mm. so you can see like what, what it is now, exactly. and then it's a forecast yes. for five mm. Years. Yeah, up to 2025. Yeah. So, uh, and the new thing now is 2025. Exactly. So, then so we 2025 has never been forecasted before. No, first time in history. <laughs> <laughs> At least in this report that we so do. Obviously, in this report, that <laughs> yes. we've included 2025. Yes. 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 So, um, a new year. Mm? A new year, and 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 when looking at that new year, or, or basically on on that horizon, we see not only subscriptions increasing, but we see uh, traffic on networks. You know what we're doing, basically, with all the phones we have, all the video that we're looking at, mm. uh, the great increase on traffic in those networks, and then on top of that, the coverage build out. How many uh, people that actually will be, be covered by 5G? Right now, we expect that to be uh, almost 65% of the world's population will actually live in areas which will have 5G coverage. So, you all get get an opportunity to get the 5G subscription. That's wow! In 2025. 2025. Mm -hmm. So 65% yeah. of people will have. Yeah. the possibility to exactly I mean usually networks are, are built out from cities and and you start with the more populous areas and, th and then you know reach more and, and more then you expand then you expand mm. yeah and uh, the, the, the the report includes information on on the different parts of the world also and uh, what we project about different regions exactly um, so uh, all regions will basically have 5g uh, you know in different phases um, but it starts off basically by by some big regions that actually drives 5g mm -hmm. and, and that would be uh, North America we expect 74% of all subscriptions in 2025 in North America to be 5g um, we have Northeast Asia uh, which uh, a little bit more than half of all the subscription in this huge uh, region will have 5g and Western Europe as well mm. uh, so all regions will will be driving in terms yeah. of, of increasing their so those are the ones that gone live this year yeah and th those are the ones that we, uh, say that we've seen leading the way yeah, yeah there are more market no more countries uh, than just in these regions that also have gone live we've seen that in Middle East and so on so yep. there are and, and also in in uh, 
in Southeast Asia, like Australia, we have them also live yeah. on 5G. So there is, <coughs> from a country perspective, there's a number of countries. I think we have 50 operators, around 50, that have gone live uh, already. Oof. Okay, that's more than we <laughs> we counted with. Yes, mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Uh, the um, the the mobility report is not just though all these different numbers and forecasts. There's a lot of other stuff as well. But first of all, we need to go back a little bit. You want to go back? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to 2013. Back to the future. Yeah. 2013. Yeah, I see you have that number <laughs> here. <laughs> and and here's one we prepared earlier. <laughs> Whoops. Yes. So uh, this is the Ericsson Mobility Report from, from 2013. 2013. And In what November. is this forecasting? That must be the time when we actually try to say what's going to happen in 2019. Which is this year. I thought old sins would go away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, now you have to talk I a little bit about know, I want to talk no. about the new data. <laughs> but, okay. but we can talk about the new data, but, but let's just compare it with the old data. Yeah. What was wrong? Yeah, what, what was, was wrong? wrong? My favorite question. <laughs> what was wrong? Yeah, there are a few things <laughs> that we probably thought back then. Uh, if I you know, look at it, I think one thing what I remember already is that we had this view that there would be much more um, uh, cellular uh, connected laptops and tablets and iPads and so on. Yeah. Uh, that people would actually get the SIM card in all these laptops and that would be standing for almost half of the traffic in the network now. Mm -hmm. um, that didn't really happen because all of us started to use Wi-Fi over our smartphones and uh, as hotspots to connect, connect our laptops yes. and our iPads. Yeah, so, so that was something was that was a little bit wrong. Mm -hmm. We did expect a 10 times increase in traffic, uh, but I know now looking at these numbers that we actually have 20 times <gasps> from 2013. So Ooh, double kay. amount of traffic in the world's networks than we had um, projected then back in 2013. And again, when we say traffic here, we mean data. Data right. over so data cellular traffic. networks, over yes. the smartphone, yes. basically. Um, but I, I, as an you know, analyst and being the one doing a uh, forecast, being a factor of two, uh, to uh, you know, five, year, six years ago, um, being so close as a factor of two, that's actually quite pretty good. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought we were actually quite positive. Yes. <laughs> try telling your bank manager. I'm trying that to tell try to repay your loan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I pay half of it. Isn't that good enough? <laughs> um, <coughs> another interesting note: we actually said that we would, um, as you know, an average all smartphones, we would spend 2.2 gigabytes a month uh, in average um, on on the smartphone. Mm -hmm. I don't know where, where all the uh, viewers and, and listeners are, but I know that on average in the world, it's around 7.2 gigabytes. Oh. So almost four, three and a half times more than we actually thought. Yeah, I would say that, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, just that you were in the neighborhood of, of calculating something right. Yeah. I mean, because the, the mobile industry has been really been extremely dynamic and, it, and it's been very, so many different things have happened. Uh, sort of course, it's hard to project the future. Yeah. But but uh, but what's interesting for me is I think sometimes when we when we put out these reports, people say you know you're being unrealistic. You're you're uh, putting fantasy numbers on the table. Mm. And here we are five years later saying, well actually we missed by about fifty percent. Yeah. And that, that so uh, the mean traffic, the traffic, yeah. traffic, real uh, traffic was the numbers like twice what we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, Reality Not beats exaggerating. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Reality beats the the projection. Yeah. 
which is interesting. That is so really now you know you need to read the new report, mm? look at those numbers, <laughs> and maybe <laughs> do, do you do your own calculation. What we can bring you on here to talk about report number thirty-four. Exactly. So back to who who is it that that's using this report? Who's like who, who should who's, who's it for? Who's it for? It goes very broad. There is mm. a lot of interest in this report, of course, from our our, our dear um, telecom operators and the customers of, of Ericsson is is looking at it, but and analysts and, and media and so on. But interesting enough, it's a lot of different companies that also are very interested in this, mm -hmm. uh, that actually look at it from all different industries, I would say. So I get so many different mails from people that are maybe working in the aviation industry or they are working in, in, in advertisement or in the entertainment industry that have picked this up. And I also see a lot of academia. We actually have a, um, people subscribing to the report. We have around 70 different universities uh, represented on this list. Uh, mm. People actually referring to it in their technical and, and uh, scientific studies, which is quite neat. Yeah. And I guess it's also very important for a lot of Ericsson people out there. Yes. Because this is how we are then outlining the future. So a lot of Ericsson people are are using it as well, you know, but but it becomes the de facto, you know, number to to quote um, mm. both internally and of course externally, and, and I think it it has um, shown to be worth its place. Yeah, mm. and you do have a lot of numbers that like is uh, repeated uh, year after year, edition after mm. edition here with the forecast. Yeah, to and get everyone to, to feel familiarized, uh, you know, mm. to, yeah. to not be surprised. I can just show like the <laughs> this is like a pretty good graph here. <laughs> Look at the number of 5G, <laughs> 5G yeah. That's a traffic yeah. here. Yeah. It is. Uh, what's interesting for me on that graph is, is you know, this you can see the slowdown in 4G traffic growth. Mm. Yeah. But if you look at the regional picture, then you can see that, that uh, actually in some regions, you know, 4G is still taking over from 2G, 3G, uh, even if you know 5G is coming in on the top. Yeah. Uh, and then, as as you say, in regions like uh, North America and uh, Northeast Asia, mm. most of the traffic is is going over to 5G. Mm. Mm. And of course, everyone out there, uh, if you want to check out the report, it's on ericsson.com slash mobility report and it's dated <laughs> up there. And you also have tools actually in the report. So it says find out more here and it's yeah. like you can also calculate your own data or set yeah, basically here. all the data in the report is downloadable to excel you can do your own calculation and analysis on top of it uh, and we have a few tools which you can play around with the data to see what will your usage of your smartphone in the future look like mm. if yep. you spend certain amount of minutes for certain amount of, of services yeah that's and pretty neat some qr codes in the report so you can yeah, just yeah. So you can, you can just find that check it out check mm. it out and go yeah. straight there so a lot of data but not just that not just data Mm. So we do also a number we of deep dive articles, and I think Go um, a little bit further here. Yeah, exactly, and the ones that we have done this time, one is that we look at, at um, a lot of different operators. Basically, we looked at 260 operators, see what offerings they do, how do they actually package yes, data. Right, and um, we've had a we've had a show on the 5G podcast about 5G yeah. subscriptions. Exactly. So and 5G subscriptions and, and you know what happens with with different uh, type of packages, unlimited or not, and so on. So we, we did a study and tried to convey them the trends that we see. 
We also have, uh, not just to talk about 5G, we have a, a, a report, an article written together with MTN Group mm. um, where we talk about right. the network performance. Mm. So um, uh, MTN Group, uh, they're a South African uh, service provider, uh, but they have... Uh, they, they are they in, I think, 13 different countries. Yeah. 13 and those wow. uh, so they have quite a broad reach across yes. across Exactly, Africa and we looked and at, I think the Middle East. at uh, in this particular article on Ghana and Rwanda. Uh, to look at the, the network improvement uh, work that they have been doing in those countries and see what that effect that have on, on performance. Mm. And the the you've had those kind of co-written articles mm. in, in previous reports as well. So you, yes. I mean, you this report is also using a lot of numbers mm. from the operators. I it mean, does. that is basically yeah. the base of the report is mm. using the number of operators all over the world and i know you get a lot of questions about so are th are they okay with like <laughs> letting us use their numbers yes i mean everyone that that are part of the report is is of course giving the consent to, mm. to use the data and and mm. uh, so uh, they are real figures it's they not are real just figures our guess. exactly mm. and um and then we have also of course in this edition trying to understand what's happening in korea uh, right, and that's Our an article on other on topic on, uh, here. To get <laughs> yeah, exactly. We wrote with <laughs> SKT, which is SK Telecom in Korea. Mm? Uh, of course, very interesting. And, and as our regular listeners know, Korea was was one of the very first markets to launch with with mm. uh, 5G. Uh, they've seen a very rapid increase in the uh, in the number of subscribers. Uh, and well, and before tens you of thousands of, uh, of uh, 5G nodes rolled out around yeah. the country. Before you start going off too much, we, I think we should invite our second Expert. guest oh, yeah. here. Someone that knows yes. about this. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> so, Jawad, come over come here. Hi. Hey there. We've been on uh, several uh, broadcasts, live broadcasts, or Correct. you've been the star of a lot yeah. of live broadcasts that yes. we've done from Ericsson Studio before. Usually we're on Facebook Live. Correct. Now today we're on LinkedIn, and here you are again. Yes, Welcome. I've been <laughs> waiting for you to invite me, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good, yeah, yes. Yeah. You're always and here with me trying to steal his thunder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now I'm happy if somebody else wants to do yes. my job. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, trying to talk about Korea without him. Yeah. Javald, yes. what's your day-to-day -day job? Yeah, so currently I'm heading our uh, portfolio management for network products. So that's uh, radio, hardware, software and transport. And before that I had the pleasure of spending almost seven years in Korea working with, uh, with our customers there. And, uh, you know, you're, you've been talking about 5G. I think the first meeting I had about 5G in Korea was back in 2014. So five years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you were able to show them the, uh, the latest mobility report. Uh, <laughs> this is a part that I don't always <laughs> use, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, but you've seen now how 5G is starting off in Korea and Paul. This was one of the first countries that went uh, live back in April of this year. It was, and it was, it was interesting because everything went live together. All yeah, the, like, yeah exactly. it was all a the, big all the three thing. man operators. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and That's not just right. Korea, it was the US as well, and it was yeah. like sort of like a race. Why was this so important for Korea? So, like I mean, you know, it's, it's quite a lot of things actually. Maybe I start with, you know, two words in Korean that, you know, a lot of us who work with customers recognize them. It's bali bali. 
Oh. And it means faster, faster. Yeah, maybe this is missing. <laughs> yeah, it is so, missing. But, you know, so April 3rd was the, was the official launch date. Before that, there was a so-called soft launch. And mm -hmm. that was also all three operators together. And I guess the government wanted, you know, all service providers to, to launch live at the same time. It's a lot of competition usually. And then they wanted to orchestrate this launch um, anyway. So in December 1st, the operators had the right to, you know, to start broadcasting a 5G signal over the air. Mm -hmm. And the commercial service was April 3rd, which was quite a tight race with the US. Uh, Korea, as you know, uh, deployed on mid-band. And then in the US, the, the deployment was on millimeter wave. So yes. uh, quite a big day for 5G, April mm -hmm. 3rd. Mm -hmm. Have they gone over to millimeter wave now? Uh, as a test activity, yes, commercialization, we will see that in early next year. I was, you know, uh, I spent my day today with, uh, with one of our Korean customers discussing the plans for next year, and uh, Millimeter Wave was one of them. Mm. Yes. Cool. Yeah. And we, like when, when they uh, launched uh, there at that date, what happened then? Uh, a lot of subscribers, much, much more than expected, uh, bought their 5G devices. And, you know, I, I think that was a little bit of a surprise. Nobody really expected that very high uptake. Then, you know, uh, at the same time, uh, of course, you know, performance from day one needs to have a little bit of time, you know, to get uh, optimized and so on. Mm -hmm. So the government ended up, you know, having a task force, including the CEOs of all three operators and the Ministry of... Uh, uh, of telecom and ICT in order to make sure that the performance is stabilized. Since you have paying subscribers, it becomes a little bit tricky if the performance is not, you know, at least as good as LTE. Uh, and since then, I mean, it's, you know, if you are a subscriber, you go to a store and you want to buy a phone, you mm -hmm. have a 4G phone and a 5G phone, what do you buy? <laughs> <laughs> Trick question. Uh, <laughs> is it? <laughs> not for me. Not for <laughs> so that is a very, very good uh, question, uh, actually mm -hmm. comment, because mm -hmm. now if you go to a store in Korea, the 4G devices are not more expensive than 5G devices. Ooh. So there is a bit of subsidy from the operator side. Then maybe one thing that is actually a bit special about 5G compared to previous generations is that you start seeing quite a range of devices. So, you know, you have the high-end uh, Samsung Fold device at $2,200, down to a Samsung A90 at around $700. So you have quite a broad range of devices. So yeah. whatever your budget is, you are able to more or less afford that if you add that the subsidy on top of that. So devices are actually a mm. very, very big part of the... Yeah, why we've, we see we've the seen a lot of devices come through during the year. I think that's the difference between when 4G was launched and 5G, that we have so many more devices early for 5G now mm. than what we saw back in 4G times. That was yes. One of the things I thought that was interested in the new reports is, the, is you talk a little bit there about devices mm. and uh, the, like the second mm. wave of devices which are going to come through at the beginning of next year. Yeah, when you say so. second wave, though, you need to... Say well, what is the second wave? The second wave. <laughs> See, well, now maybe I'm yeah. asking you about yeah, to the second wave. Well, we we, we've talked <laughs> about it before, but I, but as I understand it, like. From the end of the end of this year or early next year, then we're going to start s to see devices that have support for standalone 5G. Yes. And and also with support for uh, spectrum sharing. Mm -hmm. uh, both things that we talked about before. Yes, in so the podcast. In the podcast. But not in the live broadcast. Not so in the live broadcast. Right. So mm -hmm. standalone 5G. Uh, that's going to uh, it, it's going to make a difference for the operator because they're going to be able to use bands, you know, combined bands for low bands and mid bands, or low bands and high bands for, for 5G operation. Whereas today they're, they're anchored in the in the LTE spectrum. 
but it's also going to mean that you can introduce something called network slicing. Well, you yes. can do network slicing already, but it's going to improve network slicing mm -hmm. as you introduce the true 5G core. Uh, and that's going to make it much easier for operators to offer a range of 5G-specific services running over network slicing. Mm. Um, and and, and it will also help with uh, bringing down the latency. Uh, latency ah, yes. is one. I, you know, I'm, I'm a radio guy by nature, so, uh, <laughs> so I have to you know, go back to something that is very important that you alluded to, Paul. And, and when you say radio guy, we mean radio networks not actually being on the radio. Oh, that too. So a very important aspect of the second wave of 5G chipsets is actually the support for low band. Mm. Uh, mm. Because with low band we are able to get the wider coverage and then with that mm. we can also do care aggregation to increase the coverage of mid-band and high band. Mm. And I guess this is the basis also for some of the numbers that you provided in the in Exactly. The From a uh, coverage perspective, that's basically what drives also even further coverage for, for 5G, up to the 65% we talked about. Right. So uh, all of those steps are important mm -hmm. so we can get the numbers that we are promising mm -hmm. then. <laughs> I guess you're <laughs> it's your uh, numbers that are on the line and you're, you're <laughs> then exactly, yeah. relying on Jawad <laughs> <laughs> to do this. I'm relying work. on him to, to make <laughs> sure that we actually can... can yes. A lot of finger pointing here. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just promise. He delivers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no you have job. a lot to, to live off of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Salary negotiation coming soon. <laughs> 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 but uptake meaning like the number of subscri subscribers that uh, Korea now has is yes. uh, uh, quite a lot. We mentioned three million or three and a half yes. possibly. Correct. Million? So in September, the official number from the Ministry of uh, MSIT, the Science and ICT is 3.5 million subscribers as of end of September and the projection for end of November is 5 million. So, mm -hmm. so to put it in perspective, in Korea you have 51 million people, 51.2, something uh -huh. like that. Yeah. So we're already at 10% by end of November, and wow. the launch was in April. So, yeah, so the uptake is really phenomenal. Mm. That's, uh, you know, it, it's easy to, you know, really, you know, uh, say, yeah, 5 million, 4 million, but to put in the context of the uptake, it's, mm. uh, it's driving really the, the 5G ecosystem forward as well. Uh, then maybe we didn't mm -hmm. talk so much about the use cases and network slicing. I mean, you, you see them, you know, two things going hand in hand. You see yes. the mobile broadband. Because mm. uh, that was my next question, actually. Right, so okay. I mean, now we're talking about the number of <laughs> subscribers or, or subscriptions or like users, and th those are using the, the phone. Yes. But I mean, there are you seeing other uses of, of 5G uh, growing up in, in or starting off in, in Korea? Uh, so it's Atlanta. it's a couple of things, right? I mean, it's good to also demystify a little bit uh, 5G in Korea. There is the perception that uh, things are extremely different there. Uh, I think that things are not very different in Korea. They are mm -hmm. early, they are fast, but they are not different. So uh, 5G usage starts with uh, with the smartphones, and you know, having smartphones available and few brands to choose from. Uh, gives it you know more more push and a higher uptake mm. at the same time of course operators are looking at uh, new uh, revenue sources and this is where you start looking at beyond mobile broadband but mm. I think it's good to highlight that the 5g subscribers have roughly 25 percent higher uh, ARPU or average revenue per user compared to 4g so 
the mm. investment in a way is paying off. At ah. the same time, you know, it's the same network that you could reuse, maybe deployed slightly differently in order to onboard industries and so on. So it's a, and it is a journey, right? So we're, we're still at the beginning. And we're just now. starting mm. it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the, the speed. How is the speed? Very, <laughs> very, very fast. No, but like, is there like, are people happy with the speeds that they are getting? So, you know, I, I think maybe one of the reasons why things happen in Korea is because people are not always happy. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you can always argue is this good or bad. There is always, you know, this striving to do more. Yeah. And, and in a way, this, this, like this pushes things forward. Yeah, they have like a. Uh, I mean, Samsung is Korean, so it's like they have the they devices. They have the devices yeah, yeah, already, or can yeah. deliver absolutely. that first. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you see both uh, Samsung devices and LG devices mm -hmm. as the, the first devices in Korea. Oh, LG uh, as well. Yeah. But I think we've seen since 5G launched in Korea that like the average download speeds and upload speeds on the networks are, are actually creeping up all the time. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's a lot of spectrum that you start having with, uh, with, with 5G. And roughly you get four to five times better performance when you aggregate LTNR compared to having LTE only. And mm. I mean, if you want a number, uh, I, I would say that uh, one gigabit per second in, in mobility is not the far-fetched number. So mm -hmm. if you're moving and you do a speed test, you, you would get something around one gig. And then if you are in a fixed location, you would get you know more than more than two gigabit per second. Then of course it depends on how much spectrum the operator has on LTE and so on. But uh, we're not talking megabit per second anymore. It's it's you know we're going to gigabit per second. Yes. And it's all also reflected on the number on the usage as well. Uh, when we wrote this article, we we basically saw that in SKT uh, network. Yeah, that we should talk a little bit about this yeah, article. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Well, but uh, anyway, it's that the, the monthly usage on 5G is actually going up to 28, almost 28 gigabyte a month per 5G user. Yeah. So and, and that compares to the number you gave us earlier with seven gigabytes per yeah. month for, the average. Average for yeah. the average LTE user. Exactly. So people are using So they are the using the high the speed and yeah. they're getting the, you know, uh, and that's interesting to see. Cool. So the, the article that you have <coughs> here is uh, a strategy for differentiating the 5G user experience. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what is that all about? Um, <laughs> not very much so. <laughs> shall we talk about it or shall we let people read the article <laughs> later? We uh, can give maybe a bit of a glimpse. It, yeah, give, give a glimpse. A yeah. Let's bit. have a taster. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. basically the article talks about how SKT are deploying 5G. What is their strategy for deployment? And they have chosen the so-called cluster-based deployment. So they determine few areas where they would like to start deploying 5G mm -hmm. uh, at. And that's for you know few different purposes and with few different criteria. So I really recommend reading the article. It's quite interesting. Yeah. It has a good level of detail as well. Yeah. Uh, and then it talks a little bit about, uh, you know, some of the products on a very high level that they are using, a little bit on the use cases, mm. and it gives some good numbers. Mm. Uh, it, I think it was a very well written article, Patrick. Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Happy to hear. Happy yeah. to hear. <laughs> <laughs> you can come back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's, I mean, this is probably really, really good if you're an operator and you're like in the uh, startup phase. I mean, learn from the people who have already done it. What should you do and how should you think, right? Yeah, so exactly. it's like mm. this is uh, a, a deep dive into the mind of yes. the a network service provider yeah. that's already mm. uh, providing 5G. I agree. Good, good stuff. So shall we go over to some questions?
Yes. Yes. Do you have any? Shall we, <laughs> Let's shall we see, see if we have some questions. questions? I can send one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have some questions out there? Send them in. So, we have some general questions here. Uh, when will 5G come to India? We have a lot of uh, employees in uh, in India. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Patrick, uh, yes. when will they get 5G? Because we don't have 5G here in Sweden either. No, but that's true. India? But I think what we say in the report is that we expect 5G to happen in India around 2022, actually, to be um, rolled up uh, further. So it takes a little bit while. Um, but uh, still, by 2025, we think that 11% of all the users in, in 5G on in India will be on 5G. Uh, so that's a lot, but still... 22. Uh, in 2022. 2022. 2022. In 2022. In <laughs> no, 2025. 11% <laughs> <laughs> of the total subscriber base will be 5G in 2025, but 5G will start in 2022. Okay. So, so a little bit... Yes. Of course, it's, it's a very big uh, subscriber is. base. One, yeah. one of the numbers that, that struck me in the, in the report which is which is on my whiteboard, <coughs> uh, was the 150 million. Mm. That's 150 million new subscribers in, in, in India. Just, just over... Just in 2019. Yes. Just over the last yeah. year, in really? In 2019. And if you work, that, if you work mm. that out, that's over 400,000 new subscribers every day. 400,000 <laughs> new subscribers every day. That's a lot of zeros. Yeah, that's, that's some busy that's people in, this in the shop handing out the mm. phone mm. and no. uh, sims mm. and yeah. putting yeah. them And from new and now to 2025, we expect 500 million new smartphone users in India. Mm. So it will continue. That's another, that's that's another 100 million. That's, so that's about 300,000 every day for the next five years. Exactly, so it continues. Mm. Yes. Mm. We could also comment then on the, the China numbers, because that's something that we've been talking on the podcast. China went live now in October. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that did those figures in the Ericsson Mobility Report have an impact? <laughs> we expected China to, to actually go live, and okay, we noticed so that, that they uh, had, uh, I think they had around 10 million pre-registered um, subscriptions. Basically, people wanting to have and signed up to get a 5G subscription. Mm, but not everyone then signed Not the everyone contract. will mm -hmm. actually get one, because you wait and so on. But, mm -hmm. but uh, obviously it drives, it's a big part of those 13 million that we expect by the end of the year. But it's still a very tiny part, a tiny start. So we will, you know, but mm. get bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the numbers in Korea. You say 10% of the population yeah, exactly. in Korea. It's quite that a while be before maybe we see 10% exactly. in China. It's difficult yeah. to compete on absolute numbers with China. No. That's for sure. That's for yep. sure. A small deployment is 50,000 base stations. So mm. it's nationwide in many many countries. So yes. Mm. Uh, so a question for Paul here. Oh. Uh, why we need? Why do we need 5G services when 4G speeds are already sufficient for more most customers? Well, I think when you look at 5G and 5G technology, what we're expecting is that the the 5G network will support mobile broadband. Uh, it will support uh, new services like we're seeing in Korea, with an emphasis, for instance, on artificial reality and virtual reality. But we also see a lot of use for 5G coming in to, to industries, for private mm. network use. Uh, we've, we've talked before about uh, use cases, for instance, in, in healthcare, uh, providing uh, communication to, to uh, ambulances, for instance. 
Uh, and one of the attractions of 5G is that you can actually invest in a network infrastructure, um, and then you can reuse that infrastructure for different things. So if I wanted to start a, uh, a network for connected vehicles, uh, I could start with a, with a greenfield and, and build out my, my network just for connected vehicles. Um, but with 5G, if I'm building it already for uh, mobile broadband, then you know the, the delta cost of, of putting an infrastructure for a new use case is much lower than building that, that infrastructure from scratch. Mm. Uh, and uh, you know we see also fixed wireless access, uh, which we again we've talked about. That's providing home broadband using 5G. Um, one of the use cases there is that you can reuse the capacity in the network, the mobile broadband network, uh, and use that to deliver home broadband to people, uh, particularly out in out in the countryside or suburban areas where maybe all of the spectrum is not being used for mobile broadband. So it's a mm. it's a very efficient way for the operator, for the economy to actually build out new capability. Yeah, and I guess on that topic, actually, it says a question for. Uh, Mr. Serval, but uh, you can all chime in if you want to. So this person is joining the session over uh, 4G, and it's actually working better than Wi-Fi. However, like if you have unlimited data, it does he or she doesn't need fixed. 5G can replace basically fixed. Do you have any forecast about that in the report? Do you calculate on that, <laughs> or? Do you want to say something on that? Like, will 5G take out Wi-Fi? <laughs> yeah, I can start. There's a lot of different questions there. But uh, first of all, when it comes to um, what we call, you know, one way to, t to talk about it is fixed wireless access, which is basically an ability to, to use your, your wireless connection to connect to your home. Mm. And then uh, what you usually would do would actually to connect your things that are Wi-Fi onto a router uh, or, a, or, or a, um, something similar, a pocket router or something that then would be connected over cellular 4G or 5G and mm -hmm. so on uh, to the network. Uh, so Wi-Fi will continue to be there for sure. Um, mm -hmm. But you may use then uh, 4G or 5G to actually uh, backhaul it. But uh -huh. then... Uh, well, that could be because the question was from Anders Larsson. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Anders. <laughs> Hi, Anders. Thanks for the question. You were ignoring him in the office, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so he had to join the LinkedIn Live. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it could be, be another Anders Larsson, I should say that. But uh, mm. thank you, Anders, for that question. But so maybe we should also acknowledge the fact that uh, people are getting better performance on LTE compared to Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. And I guess mm. that's really one of the main differentiators. If you start going to industrial applications, then performance, reliability, low latency, deterministic low latency become... Uh, you know, it's more than a must. It's something that should be there. If it's not mm. there, then you can't do this. You cannot do this transition. Uh, then maybe reflecting a little bit also on the question that you got, uh, Paul. You know, uh, operators usually have to start investing and upgrading the network before subscribers start to see a capacity uh, impact. Otherwise, mm. it, it's too late. So, you know, the investment and the network rollout needs to happen in a very timely way because, you know, getting new sites, deploying the infrastructure, making sure that it really works. There is a lot of work that happens in the background. So mm. it's not, you know, uh, we spend a lot of money making things very, you know, plug and play, but they still do take time before you get mm. them out on the site. So yeah. maybe that's yep. also a bit of a reflection on 
yeah. the need but, of being but, but, but there was an interesting piece in, in the question, right, buried in the question, when you mm -hmm. talk about comparing Wi-Fi and, and using a cellular network. I think it depends an awful lot on like the commercial terms, what you have for a contract. Yeah. Uh, because the subscriptions. The subscriptions, mm -hmm. exactly. Because if, if you if you have an unlimited contract, then you can can continue to use your, your cellular connection without feeling Oh, it's going to use up my allowance. Mm. I need I need to switch onto Wi-Fi because yep. at home I'm already paying for my broadband, so I can I can use yeah, I can so use that for free. Business mm. models there. So uh, so it's it's a very difficult question for Patrick to answer because it's a lot of it is down to how do you sell five G? <laughs> 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 I thought you did very well. Thank you. Well. <laughs> I did very well as it's well. It's up to the service <laughs> providers actually how they sell it. Yes, and how you yeah how you put it, put together packages. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we have a lot of questions here, and Keep we going. have we have two thousand people watching. Oh, so wow. now now You're they right know down. now they know our faces. We can't hide anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, so just a reminder: we do this every week as a podcast. <laughs> so go on to listen I, to I, the podcast. I guess you've been missing two key people to get these numbers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> it was probably <laughs> your your yes, but we'll invite you back. Uh, so another interesting question here: which five G band? would be expected to be most popular in the world. Do you know anyone knows about that? Um, of course, it depends on spectrum availability. Mm -hmm. uh, you have a lot of midband now that is being utilized for, for early deployments in, uh, in uh, Korea, for example, Australia, in Europe. This is the main band. So when I say midband, it's the 3.5. In yep. the US, you have a combination of uh, millimeter waves. So this is 28 gigahertz, 39 gigahertz, and also Sprint are on 2.5 gigahertz. Uh, so you have a bit of few different, and I, I think mm. this is, you know, this is, we were talking a little bit before we start here, that 5G is happening on so many different uh, configurations. In LTE, mm. we had one frequency, it was one type of deployment, and then that's it. With 5G, you have the mid-band, different mm. flavors. You have the massive MIMO, the non-massive MIMO. You have the millimeter wave. And I think uh, the next wave will be not only millimeter wave, it's going to be low-band. Mm. Because mm. low-band and R, a couple of years ago, when we were talking about having NR on low band, and this is the FDD bands, the question was that, well, what is so special about NR on low band? It's going to be similar to LTE. Yeah, That is true. The difference is when you start combining that low band with the mid band, you increase the coverage mm. area of the mid band and you increase the mm. coverage area of the high band. Yeah. So I firmly believe that we will see a wave of low band and R deployments in order to increase the value of the new spectrum that the operators are getting. Mm -hmm. For sure. Uh, so we are getting a lot of questions and I think we are actually running out of time. Sorry. Uh, how about you come back to the podcast and answer some more questions? On another episode. Always happy <laughs> to be on you, Absolutely. That would be great. And thanks so much. Do we have anything else we want to say? We've been going now for 45 minutes. So it's like, yeah. yes. <laughs> but I think that's a wrap. Mm. So thanks, everyone, for watching. Mm. And bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs>